Hey, good morning. It's Tuesday morning. It's a Tuesday of Holy Week. Uh, we, uh, we're taking some time each morning to walk together um, with what happens each day during Holy Week in, the, in our reflections each morning. So I'm looking forward to talking with you about what uh, Tuesday's an interesting day. There's not as much uh, on Tuesday as there is on some of the other days. Uh, Tuesday is a little bit less, um, I don't say significant because that's not the right word, but uh, Tuesday is a more interesting, uh, quieter day in, um, in many ways. So I'm looking forward to discussing that with you today. I'm looking forward to working with you on Sunday. Uh, it's going to be a great, 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 great Easter. Me and Tim sat down and talked about the worship service yesterday, and I just I just can't wait to worship with you. This Sunday at 6.30 for sunrise, 8, 9.30, 9.30 for drive-in, 11 o'clock, and then 11 o'clock intersection. Um, just just can't wait. Uh, take Go sign up. Um, we want to make sure we can accommodate everybody. So um, just I can't wait. I can't wait for Sunday. Also, can't wait for Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, two of my favorite services of the entire year. And uh, it's going to be wonderful services. Uh, today, on um, Tuesday, we're looking at, um, we're, we're going to be reading from Mark 11. Inter- something interesting happened that I want to kind of unpack for you in today's passage. So, um, uh, yesterday, we really, emphasize, we really emphasized the cleansing of the temple. But something else happened interesting um, on Monday. Jesus cursed, that, cursed the fig tree. Um, so, I'm going to read to you kind of a little bit about that. So this is Mark, we're reading Mark 11, um, 13 through 14, and then verses 20 and 21. So seeing in the distance a fig tree, he went to see whether perhaps he would find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it's not the season for figs. He said to it, may no one ever eat of the fruit of you again. And the disciples heard it. The next morning as they passed by, they saw the fig withered away at his roots. Then Jesus remembered what he had, then Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. So this is this Tuesday morning. The disciples um, see the fig tree that Jesus cursed had withered. And um, and then they go about, there's some more teaching and things such as that. But this is one of those passages that always confused me, particularly when he cursed it. But let me read to you 13 and 14 again. Seeing in the distance of fig tree in leaf, that's key, in leaf. He went to it to see perhaps whether he would find anything on it to eat. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it's not the season for figs. He said to it, may no one ever eat of your fruit again. Okay, wait. So it says it wasn't the time for figs. Like, Jesus, why are you mad at the tree? What did the tree do to you? I mean, it's not even figs. It's like me seeing, uh, you know, a, 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 a apple tree and saying, oh, goodness. I know it's not time for apples, but let me see if there's an apple there. And then going and seeing an apple and getting mad at the apple tree. So what's Jesus doing here? Well, let's talk about what Jesus is doing here. Notice what it says. Seeing in distance a fig tree in leaf. Okay. What does that mean? That means it's already starting to show signs of bearing fruit. This fig tree uh, was looking from a distance as though it was a fig tree that was going to produce fruit in that moment. This is what's sometimes called false fruit. This fig tree looked ready to give fruit. Then when Jesus came and looked at it closer, he realized, oh, that wasn't really flowers. It wasn't really fruit. It was a false fruit that this tree is not giving fruit. So then Jesus says, may no one eat from you again. And then Peter goes to the next day and says, whoa, the tree you cursed, it happened. Wow. Why did he curse the tree to begin with? He cursed the tree to begin with. Because it looked like it was gonna, it looked like it was bearing fruit. It looked like it was fixing to produce something good, but it didn't. 
It was false. It was false fruit. It didn't produce the fruit that it was supposed to produce. And so Jesus says, hey, man, I won't eat from you again. This story in the Gospels and the discovery by the disciples the next day of what happened is a commentary on us bearing false fruit. False fruit in this context, dealing with this fig tree, is going to be that outward sign of religion, but not having the inward commitment to it. Um, our family last night was reading through the prophet Joel. Um, and Joel chapter 2 has that beautiful passage where it says, rend not your garments, but rend your hearts. That what Jesus... It isn't to say that Jesus is not concerned with our actions because that's patently false. Look at the Gospels. Is that to say the Bible's not concerned with our actions? Look at the Bible. Over and over again, God says to the disciples, to the Israelites, to the church, hey, your actions are not meeting what you're supposed to do. Over and over again. I mean, this, there, there's nothing in Scripture you can point to that says that God is unconcerned with our actions or unconcerned with what we do. That's simply not true. But what I do think the Bible teaches, teaches us is this. That our actions must flow from our pure heart. And that sometimes we can have actions that look right, but the heart's far away. So God is not concerned with the appearance of holiness. God is concerned with holiness. The appearance of holiness is me going through all the motions. Me doing the religious stuff. Me coming to Holy Week services. Me walking to the station of the cross. Me me fasting. Me doing all these things that look good that a proper Christian should do. But then my heart not being near God. My heart being full of lies and deceit and lust and all these type things. So my life to the outward appearance may look fruitful. What's the heart? That was the Pharisees. Jesus, Jesus um, rightly says, avoid them because they love to be seen in the temple giving the great offering. They blow the trumpet whenever they, whenever they give. That's why Jesus says, when you give, don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. When you fast, put oil on your face. Don't look gaunt like you're suffering. Jesus said, don't do these things for the outward appearance of religion. Do these things because your heart desires God. See, that's the difference. The false fruit is done for the outward appearance of religion so the folks can think we're holy. Just like this fig tree looked like it was ready to produce fruit, but it really wasn't. The outward trappings of religion look holy. Oh, look at them, golly. Aren't they so pure and holy and, you know, awesome? But inside, as Jesus tells the Pharisees, you're like a bunch of whitewashed tombs. You're pure and white on the outside, pure and clean on the outside, but inside you're full of dead bones. First, he says, you know, don't clean the outside of the cup. First, clean the inside. And then the outside will flow from the excess of the inside. So in Holy Week, there's stuff, there's, there's, I mean, hey, I start off this video saying, hey, here's some opportunities for you. There's a lot of stuff we can do this week for God. A lot of stuff we can do this week for our own personal religion. A lot of stuff we can do this week for our own personal journey with God. So very much. And these things are good. 
The things are very good. And I'll encourage you to do them and be a part of them. But more than that, I'd encourage you to love your neighbor. I'd encourage you to love your God. I would encourage you to give the Holy Spirit space in your life today to speak to you, to convict you of sin, to show you the places where your faith isn't where it needs to be, to show you the places where you need to grow. I, I would encourage you to allow the Holy Spirit to convict you for the places in your life where you're not loving your neighbor as you should. I would encourage you to, to, to read scripture with a heart listening for God's voice. I would encourage you to pray not publicly so much where I can hear it, but pray privately in a space where God's voice can speak to you. I would encourage you to give yourself completely over to God. And so the fruit that we produce will then be the good fruit. Because by the way, the stuff we're doing is not bad. I'm looking forward to all of it. But I don't want to fast and pray, come to church, serve others, so everybody can say, ooh, look at the fruit Andy's producing. That doesn't matter. Whatever. I want to fast because I want to hear God's voice. I want to come to worship because I want to say thanks to God for all He's done for us. I want to serve because I've been convicted of the Spirit by the Spirit of God of what I should be doing. By the way, these things I want to do. I want to be very clear. I'm not saying I'm doing them all and that I'm perfect. I am far from saying that. I feel like Paul. I'm the chief of all sinners. There's so many things I should be doing right, doing better that I'm not. That I feel convicted for. But I want to make sure that the fruit that I'm bearing in my life is true fruit. True, fruit that comes from a convicted heart. A dedicated heart. Focused on God. Not fruit that is, that is done just so you can see it. So that in your mind I can look good. That's not worth the papers written on. Jesus cursed the fig tree. Because it showed false fruit. It looked like it was going to produce fruit, but it was not. Today, may we not bear false fruit. May we bear the true fruit of the gospel. May the gospel live out loudly through our lives. Love you guys. Praying for you today. Have a great day. Have a great Tuesday. Let's bear the real fruit that comes from repentance, that comes from the gospel. Love y'all. See you tomorrow morning. Thanks for watching.